motherfucker. I feel like more than anything, if there was like a way to almost like feel the breaths, like the breaths of someone's like, uh, <laughs> how they're talking, I would almost prefer that. Over the smell. Over smell. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes it more personal. Makes it more like. Daisy by Mark Jacobs, though, if you guys are wondering. that's too far and i think about that sometimes not saying like oh this is, this is about to be the biggest show in all of the land you know yeah. but at some point okay. like, come, you on. Know, come on um but yeah i i think about that sometimes like i'm just the people close to me i'm like i don't really want any of that to be out just kind of staying quiet and even to like go back like five four years ago like me not showing my face pretty much at all on social media oh. Because I hate when men do that. Show your face. That, Love that was your face. Lack of lack of confidence and understanding of of my face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even now it's just like you. I'll, I'll put out a video now, and then somebody from my church, like fifteen years ago, is like, "Oh my gosh, what are you doing here?" And I'm like, mm, mm. <laughs> "Like let's." Oh my goodness, that's but, so yeah. funny because I there's so many people from my church like my past church life yeah. that like pre-me and I know they think I'm like a heathen now even though that's so far from being true yeah. but they think I'm like a satanic heathen <laughs> and I'm just like I gotta put on a show for that I'm like this is yeah. way too much but they definitely are not messaging me good things they are creeping me and like talking badly about me yeah. um but I also yeah. used to be like a Pentecostal like Amanda Bynes from EZA like type of yeah they're using it hard using it hardcore hardcore I was saved. I was speaking in tongues. Yeah. I was going to go to Bible college. Like, it was yeah. going to be a thing. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is a good time, as any, to welcome everybody to the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Procrastination Radio Show. I'm your host, Ian Conflicts, and today we have a very special guest. <laughs> I would We would have kept talking if I didn't stop. I thought about that. There's a second one. I know. We're just having a great time kikiing with that i know i'm just a chatty little kathy no, this is perfect the perfect medium you have your own show like a virgin and i know, do have my own show it's called yeah. like a virgin and retweet podcast come on double double podcasting up here it's Can't just two that. girls kikiing gossiping being real being honest and being unfiltered yeah welcome to the show how are you Oh my god, I'm good. I am honored to be part of this show because I actually found this show like years ago, or maybe a year ago. I mean, dramatic because I'm like, thinking years of like, crazy. Years I feel like <laughs> I feel like COVID fucked up my time, like perception. Um, what actually got me in this show was our mutuals interview. You did an interview with Kwanzaa, and I like listened. I was like, okay, this is good. And then I got into this rabbit hole and I was like, oh, this yeah. person's a podcaster. It's so rare to find podcasters on Twitter. Yeah. And it's so rare to find podcasters on Twitter that are not asking, like, what's your favorite position? Or like, should yeah. men have female friends? <laughs> or like, who should sit in the front seat, your wife or your mom? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, why is this not a podcast? Um, it doesn't matter. You guys should just get in the car and drive to your destination. Oh no, it is it is crazy. I think and we've talked about this before, but even now with I think the 
the moment that podcasting is having. Yeah. I feel like people look at podcasting as like a specific type of meal or a specific type of thing that you have to do where you have to talk about things that are on trend or like not even that like are just controversial or like gonna get people upset at you because that'll get the numbers up anyway it's, it's so it's interesting I think the yeah. same for you like finding out everything that you did and then that you had a podcast I was like oh my goodness this is amazing I have a I have a peer I have a mutual who who also does the thing you know and can talk shop and and whatnot and just again being such a fan of your of the both of your shows but when you came back with like a virgin I think and I've told you this before but the authenticity and the honesty that y'all have on the show is just like really really cool to listen to and it just y'all go into the I pay you to say this (laughs) they're like cheap lucky transfer to (laughs) or sorry in America PayPal Wait, yeah, yeah, I'll be taking care of. Thank you, thank you. But yeah, just the way y'all approach the topics is is so amazing and honest. And I wish that I had like a smidge of the confidence that y'all show in, in the conversation y'all have. So like again, welcome. oh, thank you. Yeah, you got to practice radical honesty. I mean, it's funny that you even brought up like, uh, so retweet was a yeah. podcast that was made in like 2016, 2017, and it was based off of black Twitter. And even though that doesn't, okay, now I'm like aging myself because I feel like it didn't feel that long ago, but it was a long time ago and the internet used to move so slowly. We used to be able to talk about something that was trending on black Twitter for like a good two weeks. We had a week to record the podcast, edit it. And that's kind of why retweet like Loki died because we were like, we just can't keep up with the internet. Also like at a certain like point it does get clickbaity I mean for us it's like funny because we just like like to make it funny and it was also more of a comedy cast than it was anything else um but as we got older we were like what should we do like what do we talk about anymore because like what do we have in common like what's happening we're my podcast partner and I like we're in such similar like points in our lives we're also so different and I feel like the one thing that ha- like holds longevity is like life experience and like radical honesty. And to a fault, I will say this, I like wear my heart on my sleeve. Uh-huh. And I've always been like so unfortunately honest about like my life and who I am. And I feel like Like a Virgin was one of those things where I was like, I can just share it. And if it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And there's doesn't need to be a resolution. Yeah. That's, well, that's like really great outlook to have I think I I think even today I feel like the radical honesty thing is not not that it's hard but I I think that radical honesty thing is such a such an interesting I think struggle for me and I think the more and more I go through situations at work and personal life and all of these things I think it goes back to the 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 thing of me which which I kind of talked about another episode but like taking up space and trying not to think about how my actions affect others too much, but also keeping the awareness of that fact and who I am walking through the world. So it's a bunch of things kind of compacting each other. And I guess for you, how did you kind of get to a point where you can be this honest with everything you do? Oh my God, that's a really great question. I mean, I think when I was younger, I just like grew up in the era of Instagrams. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in the era of people kind of being like, 
radically funny about their lives and like Vine. And I think my first media was like joking about it. And I think the funniest jokes genuinely is when it like teeters the line of super, super honest and like it might get you canceled. That's like my favorite place to sit at. And sometimes I do fall, unfortunately, but for the most part, it's like where you want to be at. And even when it's not funny, if it's like just real, I found that even if I was in the wrong, people really like saw my humanity. And I think especially when you are like someone who grows up kind of funny, um, it got to a certain point where I was like doing the joke thing where I was like being radically honest through jokes Mm -hmm. that like that granted me spaces to talk about things in a deeper way, but I wanted it to be not just funny. I also wanted to rebrand myself to be someone who could also just have conversations. I think that's also why, like, I mean, this channel is really great because you talk to so many musicians and I think that's why people love music so much is it kind of makes you so honest. Like people who are musicians are so honest about their experiences and I was always so envious about that, but I'm not a musician. So I would just have to like write, uh, about my experiences and then also like that became into scripts and that became into podcasting yeah. so honestly unfortunately the answer is just people clapping and being like yes we like hearing this yeah. and I was like yeah I'm gonna continue being honest and yeah. until they stop and throw stones at me that is when I'll stop <laughs> yeah I mean I think there is something to be said about young people and their opinions about pop culture I do think that especially you know what I would actually love a show yeah. I don't know how moral this is. I would love a show of a bunch of 12-year-old girls talking about pop culture because they're the ones steering the wheels, honey. 12-year-old girls are the ones that decide who are celebrities. So I'm like, I would love their input. If you want to know what's hot, go on Twitter, see girls what they're tweeting because they're going to be the ones that are forecasting the new celebrity. Yeah. But then even, I I feel like the the idea of what, like, when I was younger, how a celebrity was like they went had had to go to like the the pop sugar or like the magazine route and yeah. like, they're on the covers and then it was like okay this is a thing and then they get a YouTube video and then it's like oh okay yeah. cool like you're like I don't know I feel like since social media is so like rinse and repeat I don't know how how many people are holding that star power for as yeah. long as they can yeah like the Perez Hiltons I do yeah. have a theory that celebrity culture is going to really die out which is a good thing but it is sad in some ways I like I'm so glad I grew up with the come up of like Justin Bieber and like Selena Gomez and Taylor because those were like real like icons and it there's something beautiful about like especially because like I'm Canadian and like Justin Bieber is like from the same like province. So it was like a big deal. Tr- like, you know, Drake and the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The weekend is like the same like ethnic background as me. Yeah. So that's like a big deal. Like to see someone like grow up to be such a big celebrity. Yeah. But on the other hand, why are you putting them on the pedestal? Why do they have that much money when there are people dying? And see, I, feel like, like, I mean, I, I'm sure people were thinking about these things, but I feel like now in the same time that these people are rising, they're like, wait, hold on. Why, like you said, like, why do you have so much money? Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. That's not good. And so, like, I feel like those 12-year-olds are like, wait, why do you have so much money? So I feel like that would be interesting if there's, like, different... Like, I just don't know what they're on now. Like, we're all on the same yeah. app, unfortunately. We're all, like, investing the same things. I was watching this this thing. I was, I was talking to somebody about this the other day about 
was working this Vince Staples interview and they were kind of talking about that in the way of just like access information and how that changes a lot of the ways people think about buying things and what they save towards and how they do their spending habits. And I think, I think there is innately this thing that is very prevalent. I'll, I'll say like about showing that you're doing well or like letting people see that you're doing well, whether that's like a car or like I have 17 necklaces on or whatever, or like I got the newest shoes that cost two car payments and, and that's what I'm doing, you know? And I, I feel like in, in those ways, uh, it can be misleading for like younger people. I'm sorry. The faces you're making. <laughs> but yeah, it's like interesting to see when younger people are now being in high school and doing the same things or having the same things as a lot of these rappers who are financially way better off as some of these other people. So it's 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 funny what people aspire to now. Um because I think everything is a visual race to be like, I'm doing okay. Like, don't worry about me kind of thing. To your point, I do yeah. agree. I mean, I think there's just like a weird, we're in a weird space where I actually thought with Emma Chamberlain, like mm-hmm. the rise of Emma Chamberlain, mm-hmm. I thought there was going to be, and I actually think a lot of people thought there was going to be this like anti, um, anti like put together kind of look and I think even with photo dumps like the beginning of photo dumps that's also what people were preluding like preluding to it was the anti-influencer so people were coming on looking kind of like reckless and so I thought there was going to be this anti like high luxury movement and it's like a plateau because now that that's over that was like super 2020 And now that like indie sleaze is kind of coming back as much as I love I ride or die indie sleaze like indie sleaze is my religion i grew up in like white suburbia 2011 to like 2015 is so hot in ways that i can't describe like that is just the moment if i could be stuck in an era it would be that genuinely for all its fault for all its problem like problems everything um but now I remember during that time though it was also like the come up of YouTube yeah. and there was like the Bethany Modas and that's when Perfect started coming back. Yeah. So I think unfortunately the anti-influencer trend kind of didn't last very long. Yeah. And now we're back. We're back on the I want to look perfect. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of people actually kind of critiqued that like anti-influencer era and like the photo dumps with like well no one owes you um no one owes you like radical honesty like no one needs to know your problems and if you feel like insecure about being the internet well then fuck you you're just an insecure ass bitch because why are you on the internet anyways which i think is kind of a crazy opinion to have because obviously they know why people are insecure uh, on the internet and I think that opinion actually lacks empathy but that's where we are right now I think there's a lot of dialogue around like what's real what do we show what do we like as even with TikTok I'm like people are posting yeah. three TikToks a day I'm like it, the standard of looking perfect and like seemingly perfect yeah. it's not a video once a week right no, it's no, like no. every day chronically you're tweeting everybody needs access to you at all times yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about being a boy, though? I feel like being a girl, it's different because it involves, like, glam. And it involves yeah. uh, kind of, like, showing off a lot of times that you have a lot of romantic interests. But with men, I'm like, how do they perpetuate soft luxury and, like, having a perfect life? Yeah, I uh, I don't know. 
because I feel like I feel like I don't know if this is compacted with like the pressure I put on myself and the pressure that I feel like whatever force in society is putting on me to do whatever I feel like the one pressure I have as a as a dude is just like being ripped and I, and I'll feel that to the death of me just because like my base build is not that and and that's like for for, for my entire life people was like oh you should be eating you should be doing this you should be doing that and then you know anytime anytime it's over or anytime it doesn't look a certain way it's like a comment like oh like what's going on here whatever um and again i think my opinion of those pressures is also impacted by just like social anxiety so not wanting to have a presence online is an interesting thing for me and it's 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 getting better i think I'm using it in a way to not make a online persona because I feel like that's dangerous for me to make a separate person and portray that because um, I think I would then get into like, oh, I have to look this way. I have to do this thing. I have to do this thing. Um, but there, there is still that thing of wanting to look attractive. Like that's not innately a bad thing, you know, but I, I think the idea of like perfection is something that I'm still teetering with. Like I have, I have this thing like today, like I usually wear glasses in the episodes. Cause I just don't like how my eyes look when I'm focused on things sometimes. Like I just, I just look, I look interesting. When you're like squinting. <laughs> I think it's, it's the squint and I, I don't know what else. I just don't, um, I have like this weird, this weird thing with my eyes where I, I just, that's that's the one thing it's it's duly the one thing that i feel like people comment on when they see me in person or something like oh you have kind eyes or whatever and then i'm just like i just want to hide them any way i can which is interesting yeah you know what actually that's a i totally get what you mean by that another thing that i will say and circling back to the how am i radically honest uh and like how i'm able to do that what i learned through life experience and this is the best piece of advice i can give to anybody you can be sexy, but let me tell you something. Everybody's sexy. It's replaceable. Yeah. If you're just a sexy bitch, you can get replaced by another sexy bitch. It, right. That's easy. Yeah. You know what will get you bitches for life is when you're radically yourself and people like that. That's yeah. ir- that's actually irreplaceable. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I started being radically myself, alongside being sexy people like are infatuated with you in a way that's actually way more genuine yeah and therefore your connections become more genuine and so i think actually the drive for me to be genuine and radically honest even with flaws and all whether that be physically or emotionally is because like i just am on the hunt for writers at all time um i live in toronto right now but i did not grow up in toronto i grew up in a small white town like two hours out yeah and when I was there I was like oh my god I want friends that are like cool fun and I also like want to like be seeing people who are like cool fun how do I do that um okay you need to like I was like vomiting like true honesty like who I was online I was making vines I was on snapchat I was on Instagram I was doing it all um because I was like I will attract like you know your mutuals it'll attract people that you actually want because they can see through like the bullshit Dina and I recorded an episode uh, called The First Time I Think Someone Found Me Attractive. And in that episode, I disclosed about how, like, uh, as I got older and I got more attractive, 
it didn't get me better connections. It just mm. got me more shit. It just got me like yeah. more people, but it's like not quality. And so when you're like authentically yourself, like it will reward you in ways. Anyways, this is me like advocating for you to stop being embarrassed <laughs> about your eye thing. Um, it goes further than that. But yeah. that will get you hosed. And I swear to God, <laughs> the people who the people who were my hosts are my hosts for life because they know what they're getting with me. It's not just because to be fair, there there are a lot of like beautiful people online and that's fine, like as they should. Yeah. But what's gonna keep you interesting is like the flaws. No, yeah, I think 100% I agree with everything you said. I think the the biggest thing for dating as an adult, like the big, the I feel like the more that you date, the more you find out about yourself and the yeah. easier it is to carry on to like the next situation that you're in. And I feel like even down to the way that like people move around other people kind of gets not perfected, but it gets, you just get used to how you, how you act around people and you're just like oh no i can sit in this that's that's fine you know like when i was when i was a jit people would be like oh you're you're weird and they would meet it in like a good way and i would get like kind of like weird about that because like i don't want you to think that i'm different like i don't want you to think that i'm a different thing but now i'm just like oh no like duly there's 95 people like me but also there's nobody like me specifically like specifically like that's that's what that's what i am so i think i think it's just yeah it's 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 interesting having to project myself onto the internet as me as i'm still figuring out who i am but i think that's also really fun to be like oh no Mm -hmm. like when you said you watched an old episode i was like man i don't know what i was on at that time (laughs) so i hope that it's not but i'm like no that was at a different time i can't yeah it's okay yeah like it's fine like it's not a it's not a big deal so i think giving myself grace and allowing myself to kind of kind of like snap myself out of like no you don't have to have that security blanket wherever you go because like Mm -hmm. usually people aren't even checking for the things that you're worried about you know they're not gonna you know mention or bring anything up that's that's just the guy in my mind that's like yeah let's shake some stuff up dude you know so yeah no for sure and i don't know i guess it's also just like comes with time but like i'm also like i don't even like i'm like i'm trying to figure out if i like the other person or like if i even like i'm not even checking myself i'm checking out for you i'm yeah. like i need to like figure out and like suss the people i'm interacting with because i'm like i don't even know if i want to interact with you to yeah. begin with yeah. and if i do then like period i don't know why yeah. I mean, anybody you want to interact with if they don't want to interact with you, there there's something weird about that. Right, right, right. That's what objectively. I it's it's so funny. I think this is a really cool conversation because I think again, learning how to be okay with being myself has been such a journey, even down to like little little things like voice notes. Like usually within mm-hmm. the first two seconds of interacting with somebody, I'm sending them voice notes, and usually like like thrown mm-hmm. off because I, I think again like the the things that culture adopts as normal is just really funny to me. Like everybody's like either like a no FaceTime or a FaceTime person or a call person or a no call person or like a no voice note or voice note person. And you know, everybody has their things. But I think, like you said, sitting in the way that I prefer to communicate is all that is. And it's not me trying to throw somebody else off. Just like, this is how I communicate, you know? And usually it would be like, oh man, I'm going to try to make myself small and do whatever to 
to whatever. But sometimes you, sometimes somebody sends a selfie that's great. You have to throw a little razzle dazzle. You can't just be like nice and go about your day. That's like inappropriate. So like you know, and, and even in the show to bring it to the show, like there's so many times that I feel when going into something, I'll try to again perfect the way that I'm coming off, and. In, even in this season, there's been so many times where I've wanted to be so overwhelmingly, very nerdishly fan out over things people have done. And taking into account how people react to certain things like that, I'm like, okay, I'll, I won't do this right now. You know, I'll wait till the end of the episode, I'll wait till whatever, blah, 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 blah. I'll wait till they get to know me. But then, I feel like I enjoy so much more the episodes, the interactions, the conversations with people where from the top of it, I'm just being the the strange person that I am, you know, and not holding anything back at all. So yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, it's really interesting having to then kind of plaster that in different ways on different places in the world and then not having to answer for those things but there is like you're pushing one way somebody else is pushing another way so at some points like you're going to interact with something and so yeah I think it's just interesting seeing how different people on the internet deal with those things every now and then but yeah, no, I agree. Also, it's like takes away the magic when you're like less like zany. I used to be so embarrassed about being yeah. zany. Yeah. Um, even though I'm like one of those zaniest people I know. Yeah. Um, it just makes life more interesting. Yeah. And life is already so much work. Doing your podcast is so much work. Performing is just another layer you don't fucking need. Exactly. Like it just it no one needs it. Um also I have this thing where like you ever go to a party and then like you meet someone hmm. and you're like wow like they're so cute like i love yeah. this person and you find out they're in a relationship and you're like oh my god what the fuck and it's like that's why they're attractive because they don't care they don't ah. care about like impressing you because they already have something so right, like, right, oh, right. so confident oh, okay i know i'm just a cradle robert you're like no type of bitch to put Mark Jacobs on during the podcast. Mm. 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 Okay. Slay. I hope both, I hope you get the fucking audio tracks of while it um, stops because I'm laying yeah. down some verses. No, I mean, I'm, I'm hitting my little dance move just in case as well. I was, just, on- I was literally just thinking about this. I was like, I, and I want to ask you, like, would you want for like remote guests, to, for the technology to get to a point where you could smell them? Oh my gosh. Well, if they're sexy smelling, yeah. Not they're funky. See, that's the gambit. You wouldn't know. I don't know. Maybe. I feel feel like like... more than anything. Yeah. I would. Okay, this is some mess up shit, though. Okay. I feel like more than anything, if there was like a way to almost like feel the breaths, like the breaths of someone's like, uh, how they're talking i would almost prefer that over the smell over smell interesting uh, yeah i guess that makes it more personal makes it more like daisy by mark jacobs so if you guys are wondering oh, thank you um but no yeah i was just thinking about that because i was like i put on like i'll take a shower i'll you know try to clean things up 
just for, just them. before I do it. Tell the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I take showers um, before yeah. everything, you know, just to like get the get the energy. So I, it just feels like I'm going out, like I'm meeting somebody, kind of kind of type vibe. Um, but no, I was just like driving, getting groceries today. I was like, man, I wonder if you would want to smell the person that you're talking to on a podcast. Yeah, or if there was like a way to like feel their hand, just their hand. What? <laughs> okay, so the breath and like the while hand. they're talking, if you had like a little hand that you could little, squish or like little, raise, a little circle. So, I don't know, that's freak shit though. That's I mean, when I was younger, I remember watching The Lava Girl and Oh Shark Boy, yeah. and in the theaters, um, you could smell. That was like kind right. of the feature yeah. at the time it was like you sat in the theater and like when they were going through candy land you could like smell the candy yeah. and i actually recently like promised myself i am coming out with a movie one day mm-hmm. with that feature come on speaking of great transition speaking of coming out with movies what's what's going on in the next couple of weeks with you and and, and your and your creativities so i'm coming out with a comedy short let's go i had the idea for this movie it was because i was 22 i just lost my virginity it took me five years of actively trying to lose my virginity to finally get rid of it um i ran an account for five years of me recounting stories going on dates yeah. going out getting hammered like just trying to get lucky yeah, yeah, yeah um for context like because i was like in the small white town that i was in it was like actually really hard i also literally looked like a stud for like most of my life random um so it took me a while and then when i did my finsta kind of had this like grand finale and i was like kind of sad because so much of my identity and like the jokes i was doing was because i was a virgin um and like because i was like an i was like an ex amanda Bynes from eza type of christian so it all kind of like felt together and i also loved like i always had such funny friends um, I also, like, for years did photography and videography, but I never thought of, like, merging the two, mm-hmm. and when this Finsta died, I was like, what am I going to do with my time? How am I going to, like, try to create something bigger? And I was like, I'm going to make a movie based off of this Finsta. Actually, the person who I co-directed the movie with, her name is Sesame. She's one of my friends from a long, long time ago. Yeah. And um, I remember the thing that actually stuck out is when I was telling the story, she was like, Lydia, you are such a good storyteller. No one's ever said that to me before. And I was like, you think? She was like, yeah, you're such a good storyteller. She was like, you should tell this story one day in a book. And I was like, bitch, fuck a book. I was like, let's make a movie. And so she co-directed the movie with me. That's hard. No, you are very good. Like, I'm, I've, I've heard a lot of the things we've talked about before. And it's just, it's it's crazy getting swept swept away by the way that you're telling the story because they are it's very yeah. gay it's very amazing it's, Thank it's, you. It's, <laughs> it's that tinge of zany you know it really it really takes it all the way you know yeah. um, but no, that's what's coming out it's never 15th yeah no i'm excited because again like i think having something like that you said such took took up so much of your time and like so much of your communication with a lot of people and kind of putting that into a body of work is something that's really incredible. Like throughout that process, did it feel as like 
important? Like, did it feel like you were ever like maybe making it more than it should be or making it less than it should be? Like, how did, how was that process? For sure. Okay, so originally what was going to happen, when I pitched the idea to my friend Sesame, I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to act as myself. I was, but as time went on, I was like, dude, the guy who like took my virginity is like going to watch this and he's going to yeah. be like, you were literally a nut job um so i was like i cannot do that even though the movie is actually about me it's not about anybody's interest um i didn't want to make it about that but um it was gonna be really super small it was gonna be just like a glorified youtube video and i kept talking about it with people because i can't shut up and everybody was like well why don't you do this and also Um, mind you uh so when I first started script writing, I was in my PA era. Yeah. So if you don't know what PA is, it's a production assistant. It's just like the bottom of the barrel job on set. You're just like there to be everybody's bitch. Um, and so I was like in my PA era, I was telling everybody I wanted to make a movie. And it just kind of escalated. I have a lot of friends in film too, or like people who are like styling and doing soundtracks and stuff like that. So yeah. people just kept wanting to join in and it became kind of like a really big project. And I also like was obviously like a film buff, so I didn't want it to look ugly. And so I definitely started to take it a lot more personally. Mm-hmm. Not um not as much as I thought I would, but it definitely became something where I was like, I think because I had the practice of doing a dual podcast, yeah. I knew what it was like to a certain extent to work with other people. Yeah. And I understood yeah. that I had to like mediate my own feelings and realizing like it doesn't have to be all about me, it just has to right. be good. Right. Yeah. Like as long as it's good yeah. and like even with the actress, for example, she kind of took it to a place where I didn't want her to feel like she had to be me, but obviously she was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and like she had everyone had so much information, everyone was enjoying it, and so it was okay. I honestly don't think I it was a hard process for my own feelings to like moderate it so yeah. much that it was just like trying to moderate other people. I think other people got really consumed with the idea. I think a lot of people who were watching my Finsta for years <laughs> were really excited about it. Thank God. I think a lot of people just had high expectations about it. And I was like, well, okay. I was like, fuck it. I was like, fuck it. Let me just do it. And then that's kind of what happened. Um, also during that time, I like thought I was like going to do like stand up. So writing and coming up with the ideas and trying to make it funny and like having to coach the comedy aspect was like really was like a really fun process. So again, when you're doing something fun, like a comedy, it can't be that serious, girl. Like it cannot, like you cannot be on set yelling at people when like the doll is like humping a pillow. I can't, I cannot. Like I made her hump a pillow so many times. I was like, in this take, you're gonna hump a pillow again. And she was like, Again, again, you know? Yeah, like, I just think yeah. when you're doing a comedy, I think if I was doing, like, a more art deco film, yeah. which this film is actually pretty art deco because I do have a background in editorials. Yeah. So this is actually the first piece of media I'm coming out with that's truly comedy. Everything I've ever done previously was music video work, commercial work, or my own passion projects were, like, editorials. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I was like, it's going to look good because everybody I know is – uh actually don't have that many comedy friends i have a lot of people who are just like have a background in like cinematic and like fashion so i knew it was gonna look good and it does that's cool that i i feel like that kind of goes to another conversation that we've had a lot of times about me and julian talk no we thought yeah we're 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 besties we're like this 
we're like right there um, <laughs> but just the conversation of being a person who works inside of the creative world and i feel like all of the places you can go inside of that world and i think the limitations that creators put on themselves when they enter it is, is a really big thing and like as you're saying there's like so many pockets and so many spaces that you can occupy and you even having friends who are in different places of the same world you know having art deco friends and having people who are in you know what have you but i think it's so interesting the idea and i wrote this down like your dream not always being your destination and i wonder for you like when you were little what were you kind of pushing for to get to inside of the creative landscape and then where did you land in that for sure okay so when i was in high school i thought i was going to become someone who did documentaries yeah um and then the jokes just wrote themselves girl because the reality is crazy <laughs> no um but what happened was i started working at a vintage store like yeah. when i was in school and that's when instagram stories just came out and i would be bored as balls in the store no one would shop there and I would just like put on like outfits yeah. and like do like imitations for the stories. They also had like a thousand followers at the time. So it was like not a big deal. Yeah. And no one, I thought no one was watching it. And then people yeah. really got invested into it. And so I was like, okay, like maybe like I'm funny. Like I was like, eek. Like, I don't know. Like maybe people like want to watch me. Yeah. Um, and that's when I started teetering with the idea of being talent. So I actually mm. didn't. Even though I knew I loved doing photography and videography, and I actually did it for that store as well. Like, I did yeah, some of their um, print work. Um, I was like, well, there's print work, and then there's me sometimes being talent. Mm -hmm. And I never thought about the worlds kind of merging, because yeah. I also do think the thing about me when it comes to media, like, I think that things like, for example, Insecure uh, are really great, or I think uh, like, even like, I haven't watched Bottoms yet, but I know yeah. like people love AO, like, you know, she's really great. I was related to their dialogue, even like Quinta. Like I really yeah. relate to their dialogue. I just don't think I relate to their visuals. Like mm -hmm. I just think mm -hmm. that I'm unfortunately kind of a sinister, like Gregoraki, Wolfgang Tillman, Petra mm -hmm. Collins, like mm -hmm. kind of girl. And I was like, but there's no one that's kind of in the middle. Like yeah. I know there's like Drew and Enya that graduated from Vine University and they're like these art kids gone, like, you know, there's like funny art kids or whatever, but they aren't producing like actual like film right, or right. anything. They're kind of just like online superstars. Yeah. I was like, there's room for someone that can kind of do both. Um, and I really didn't figure that out until later. So when I was PAing, I was like, well, I'm either talent or I become a director and yeah. I'm never gonna become anything else. And even right. when people would ask, what do you wanna direct? I was like, well, I guess I will direct like uh, commercials and like music videos. That's like what Toronto does. Toronto's yeah. not a narrative city. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until I wrote my script and I was like, you know what? I can do both. And that's where I'm at now. But honestly, the true tea, how I figured it out is doing me, bitch. Yeah. Do you? And yeah. people always like, how did you figure out this niche specific thing that you want to do? Just being radically honestly myself. Yeah. And yeah. it will come to you once you are so invested, once you become like part narc and you're like, I am so invested in like who I am and like uh -huh. figuring out all the nooks and crannies of who you are, yeah. you become so you core and I be yeah. I become so Lydia core that I'm like, no one can 
you know, not to be corny. No one can be in your lane. And also, like, you can focus on that and grow in ways that no one else can. 100%. Yeah, I think to mirror that, I think my journey towards this place that I'm at now is so interesting because now I'm thinking about all of the things that I can do that I kind of shut down because of how I had to kind of come up through everything. And um, I think that it's just, I think we're taught as people who do things that we do, that we have to be so steadfast in what our dreams are. And we have to Mm. give all the energy towards that. But I think it's like a little, not unrealistic, but it's a little interesting because I feel like the, the world is so different now. And Again, there are so many opportunities to work inside of the situations that we love to be in. Like like you said, you can be a production assistant. You can be uh, a Foley artist. There's like countless things. Like like that, that tweet I did where I was like, more rappers should be copywriters. Like there's yeah. worlds and worlds and layers of of things going on inside of this space. And I feel like for for whatever reason is I, I I don't know if like I, I wasn't made privy to anything in the agency world kind of before I became a graphic designer full time mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like that's like a whole other language that is very like I understand why it's kind of closed off to the side because it isn't very it isn't really romantic in the same way I think that art is or that art feels like it isn't the same it's, it's a lot of doing stuff for other people which again, sure. that's how it's always gonna be. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think I think like when you're an artist who's like, I'm doing this for the art. You're like, I can never do that, and that's never where I'm gonna be, and that's never what I'm gonna like. What's gonna happen to me? But I feel like that that's a way for you to like hone in your skills, so then you can turn around in whatever time it takes you to be like, I can now do my thing way better because I'm informed by this, this, and that. You know, like I I would have never been putting out different pieces, and and it's it's really funny to me because I look back and I'll think about an idea that I had when I was doing things a little more haphazardly and I'll just be honest with myself like I couldn't have done that in this way like executionally wise because I didn't know what to do you know and I, and I think I think that in that there almost feels like a betrayal to be like I'm not I'm not good to this level yet you know when you're trying to come forth with the confidence of like I'm an artist I'm a creative this is what I do to be like, but I'm also, I don't also don't know a lot of stuff, you know, I'm also this age. And I feel like that's a really, a really beautiful place to be, but a lot of people don't see it that way. Um, and then it does feel like a betrayal, you know, to like, oh, I have to work a nine to five job and also do what I yeah. do. Like, okay, I'm, I'm not being true to myself. Um, so yeah. It, Absolutely. No, I mean, to add on, like, even when I was doing my thin stuff, I was like, heartbroken because I like lived at home I was like in university I like wasn't experiencing the art world that I was seeing like my mutuals experience like on Instagram and um when I was like in that phase I was like what the fuck am I gonna do like how am I going to break out of this I distracted myself by trying to get laid but it ended up being like my biggest pro like my first project and I really think that like being 
true to yourself and like just allowing yourself to experience life yeah. is the fun part yeah. like the process of like becoming whatever thing you're gonna become is so fun now that my movie is finished and it's about to premiere i'm so undeniably grateful but honestly the fun part's over yeah. like the fun part is objectively over yeah. like losing my virginity is over that sucks the like <sighs> yeah, that part fucking that's the worst word um <laughs> The like planning the movie, you know, that's over the film. It's like, you know, it's like all the best parts now that this thing is over and like people can now see it and it looks like a badge of honor. Yeah, it's a badge of honor, but the best part was the come up. Like, that's always going to be in the favorite directors are like the best work that they come out with is always when they're a lot older and they have more introspection. And I see that way with music too. It's like people, a lot of like artists, like even like, uh, my Habasha sister Kalila is like she got so successful later on in life and I yeah. think that's why she's such a good storyteller like yeah. when you don't live a life it's like all this shit you're talking about made up yeah. what's wrong no yeah it's like just backwards yeah I, I think even 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 to the point of like like you were saying with music I think learning more about yourself can only make things more honest you know, and I feel like when you put that energy into something, it's even better. Um, but I think it's also interesting from a consumer's perspective, because a lot of people fall in love with people at a specific, specific time or specific era. And so, like, they'll attach themselves to these eras of, like, oh, my goodness, I love this musician, this rapper, when they were blase blase. And now they're making music about how they're happy with their family i don't like it anymore we don't like that yeah and then it's like okay so i i can't go back to that time like that's not who i am anymore but it's like it's 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 super interesting again then like seeing directors or writers like try to speak to that part of their life again you know like just trying to step back into those shoes and how it kind of colors their work like just slightly differently um especially for actors i just i just like love seeing when actors get the the luxury of working from like really little to working like really old and then they're like yeah they're like the son now they're like the father and they're like oh this is so cool because it's like you're mm-hmm. doing the same thing that same relationship is there but you're such a different person um and yeah i think i think that's also like mirrored in like personal connections i feel like i'm so do going back to the thing about being radically myself i'm so grateful that i'm meeting the people who I'm meeting now at this part of my life because I feel like at at any other part I would have been so nervous at like the the sheer weight of how grateful I am for people like like yourself and just like other people who I've met through through like the internet um because it's like oh my god I, I see people doing the things that I want to do I see people doing the the things that I was like dreaming about when I was a kid and they're like my peers, they're people I talk to, I can I can ring up after help, you know? And it's so, it's so, it's it's so good. And I was telling somebody this the other day, like when I'm editing the episodes, I get really emotional. Cause I'm just like really happy. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like so happy. It's, it's just, just like looking at myself, be so happy in the moment. Because again, I'm like just so thankful for the position that took me blase blase years to get to. 
you know, it's and it's this, and I'm just thankful for this, but I'm also so thankful that I'm at a point where I can expect more and I can hold more, you know, whenever that time comes, that more comes. It's like I can I know that I can prepare myself for that. And with you, how how do you kind of do you look at your life in that way of like, okay, I, I, I'm looking at the future or do you try to stay present? And how, how does like one or the other affect you? For sure. This is stupid that you bring this up. Also, because I was telling somebody about this experience recently where when I was 21, 22, 23, I was great. Also, it was like the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like crazy about the future because I was just like so anxious. I was out of school. I was yeah. PAing, and that's not where I wanted to be. Um, and I remember, I don't want to get doxxed, but I took a certain kind of something and went yeah. to a concert. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. when I was <laughs> inebriated, <Right>. um, <laughs> I went to a Thundercat concert actually. Oh, that's I bring him up a lot. Yeah. in this interview yeah uh and if you've never seen thundercat in concert he's i didn't know this but he actually doesn't really play his songs he just like has like a jazz the whole thing is like improv like he just like plays live and because of that i was like inebriated but also like uh i had nothing to kind of distract myself to sing along to so my mind just like went somewhere else mm-hmm. and i started to cry hysterically yeah. embarrassingly enough in front of like my best friend and my sister and they were like, why are you crying? Like, this is not making sense. Um, and it was because I just, like, thought I was, like, so washed. And I thought I was, like, I... <laughs> it's, like, funny now, like, obviously. But at the time, it was, like, sad. They were, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Um, I was, like, I thought I was, like, so washed. I My time had, like, uh, had gone. Yeah. I was not Olivia Rodrigo, so she yeah. was not, like, it was not right. it. Uh, I mean, obviously, I didn't want to be. T- I wanted to be like Tabby Gevins, and if you're like a, if you're a photography girl, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I wanted to be Tabby Gevins, and so and I wasn't that. Um, and so I was really focused on on the future, and I and I think the weird part about being so young and being so focused on the future is that you have no introspect, like. Yeah. What you know is when you were a teenager, Word. and that is like not even reality. Like it's not even a real grasp on the real world. But because you're like, well, I'm not yeah. that girl anymore, you think you know so much. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until I turned like 24, I was like, no, I actually feel like my life just started, and mm. life is like so fruitful and good. And so now I feel so present because I also have this thing, this body of work that proves to me when I'm being present good things happen to you because that's the only way to really like make things like we've had a conversation about this before but when you're locked up in your room wishing you were Kendrick Lamar well girl it's not gonna happen because you're not outside living those experiences tapping into your feelings I actually recently uh, got sober because I realized I wasn't feeling my feelings and I was like, I'm unable to write things because I'm not feeling anything. Yeah. The downside is you have to feel bad. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was avoiding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. that's actually a good thing because yeah. then you're able to kind of like hopefully figure out with your like cognitive mind how to get over it and also make a body of work.
Oh, okay. Did it pause? Okay. So thank you. That's basically my two cents. Yeah. I mean, when you're being present, that is actually when you get the most work done. Yeah, and no. when you're trying to be like, well, this is my five-year plan. Okay, I get the five-year plan to a certain degree, but because you don't want to just do do things aimlessly either. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you do want to be in a position where you're like setting yourself up to be somewhere and like have some sort of plan. But for the most part, when especially when you're doing things that are like creatives, um, you want to be in a space where you know yourself so well and you're and you give yourself so much empathy because nothing comes out when you're angry with yourself like it's just not going to help you yeah yeah that big time just not being yeah not making moves when you're angry at something so that's a great word but also just like i feel like again and this is something that's echoed heavier to me with like taking on some freelancing work it's just like know your worth and stand on it and don't try to make it any different for anybody else no matter the relationship or dynamic or whatever it is you know and like just be aware of your needs and do that because i think especially with creative services a lot of people will try to get a lot of work for cheaper or whatever Which is unfortunate because then it kind of creators. Yeah, it creates like a precedent for like the work to be that. But I think when especially when somebody's coming to you for you or whatever you do, like you just gotta stand on that and be like, This is what I am, this is what I bring to the table, this is what I charge, this is what it is, you know. And I think the same thing with like with engineers, with, with with producers, with like writers, like all these things. I think a lot of times and this comes just with like like you said with learning yourself and having experiences but a lot of times i think people are so grateful for the opportunity that they kind of don't like disappear into that like oh my gosh i I can't believe that this is my first this or this is my only this so i have to kind of prove myself to these people where it's like no like you you gotta you as strong as they're coming up to you you gotta come with them as strong so it's 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 just interesting because I, i feel like those things don't come any other way but through experience like they're just something mm. like, like that like you just have to experience it to learn it because people like you have buku youtube videos being like yeah just charge whatever and that'll be fine you know but it's like you're in the moment and you're thinking about things you're like man like i gotta pay for gas i gotta eat i gotta do this yeah. how much time is it taking away from me how much time you know so it's it's i think to the to the aspects of there's some being, being so many creative avenues, I think there is so much to think about creatively, especially when it comes to the financial component, because there are so many things to account for that I don't think a lot of artists up and coming are taught. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think especially in this era where a lot of artists have to be their manager, their their treasurer, their like touring schedule, they have to just do all these things. Um, there should I feel like there should be some education on like the highs and lows of what this thing is um like I said I'm just learning this because I'm in meetings and I'm I'm listening to this on like a big scale yeah I can then squish that down to me and okay this is what I'm I don't have any employees this is also what that means for me but if you're somebody who's making beats in their room like I was four or five years ago you know I'm just like man $20 $20 is all I need to do good things. And I'm like, no, like, that's not, that's not, yeah. that's not enough, you know? So it's, 
it's like a beautiful journey and i think i'm just so grateful again to have people who i can talk to and really just count on for just conversation about where i'm where i am inside of it um but yeah i just i just wish and i think that's kind of one of the things i want to do with this this show is just create a place for that to happen and just foster that kind of conversation and again i think moving with intention in that direction has led me to people like yourself and like say lagoon and a lot of the people who've had on for this season specifically because i feel like everybody coming on has such a beautiful approach to their work and such a dedication to their work and i think you're gonna stop that beautiful yeah (laughs) yeah beautiful approach very happy to even be able to like nerd out on like the little intricacies that make specific people them but yeah yeah i mean also because this is also a passion project and i was telling my yeah. friend about this because obviously as creators like we want money yeah um i want money but at a certain extent too i'm like i'm also not going to spread myself so thin for money i'm like i actually yeah. like myself so yeah. i'm like i like will not just take on like projects just yeah. money i used to do that a lot well obviously because you know, I was like, uh, for a very long time, I was just doing set design. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, I'll take on the Sun Life commercial. I'll do like all these random, random jobs, over exhausting myself. And I was like, you know what? Like, I like myself. And I also like respect the work that I do. Yeah. That like, yeah. if what I'm making right now um, doesn't blow up and doesn't get me a lot of money, sure, um, yeah. that's okay. Because I actually liked what I did and like numbers or not like I'm content with who I am and that's not me trying to be like well I don't care and like I'm never gonna try hard work to like promote myself that's obviously a lie but on the other hand I've seen some of our greatest minds be just like ruined by self low self-esteem by like not getting maybe the numbers or the money and that's why I ride a little artist's dicks so hard like I I'm re- whatever reposting on the soundcloud the 400 listen thing because i'm like whether there's 400 or you're selena gomez like do you think it like it just it's not it's not a good measure of like the quality of the work necessarily yeah and so i always tell people i'm like if it does well period if it doesn't period because like all you know is that you're good money exactly it's a step it's a step in a a good direction no matter what it is you know or or what Mm -hmm. what place it lands like yeah and I think if we were actually like money hungry, like we'd be sellouts. And like that's what people do. Yeah. They just like sell out and they do the thing that's like gonna sell more. And I've worked on a lot of sets that's that are like that. I've yeah. met some people that I think are actually such talented photographers and like uh directors. Yeah. And all they do is like uh oh my god, this is like so Canadian, like superstore, like just like grocery store um things or like just like things that are super hyper, like not creative. Yeah. And I'm like, and I get it, you have to pay your bills, but I'm like, but don't don't like sacrifice yourself to death because you actually do only have one life and like as much as i don't think that like mental health is a choice i think misery is a choice Mm. and when people Mm. choose jobs for example that are not creative and they're like struggling at walmart because they're like on the come up yeah you know like you know what you don't need to be there there's another job you could get that's like somewhat creative yeah yeah 
you know, I didn't, I wasn't trying to be a vintage reseller, yeah. but I was like, you know what? This is like a thing that I like that I can do right. on the side and I'm just not right. going to yeah. make me miserable. Yeah. And therefore it's going to feed into your art. And it's just like, you know, having that optimistic, like kind of feeling and that self-love will always beat out the quote unquote money bags yeah. that you might be swimming in. No, hundred percent. And I think you brought up a good point about, made me think about like being in objectively, good situations and then feeling like oh maybe this isn't serving me and then moving on from that like that is also a very big thing because i feel like again if you're a first-time person getting into a situation like oh my gosh this is my first creative job i gotta stick it out until the wheels break off but it's like no 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 no. like that's not like you gotta just be able and realistically because money is a thing that you have to account for for living but like like you said like the work isn't worth your life, you know? And if you're looking back and all you can be like, is like, man, I should have moved from here. or I should have, this wasn't doing this for me. You know, it's like, you got, you kind of got a plan. And I know, I know that's a thing of security and control that even I'm battling with of just trusting that the like platform for lack of a better word that I'm, building or the world that I'm building the connection I'm making will be enough to hold me when I finally have to kind of take that leap of faith and be on my own and then just like thinking about what that would mean for me just like mentally like would that be okay for me to not be like I'm not making 15 figures a year is that cool cool I'm making 20 dollars a year on my art is that cool you know like all these different things to battle with that just kind of help me remember why I'm doing this mm-hmm. and like who I'm doing it for and just all, all these like little things that come back when you have a moment to breathe and be like, oh no, I just love this. Like this is just mm-hmm. something I love to do. So I'm not going to, it's like it's like if you're in a relationship with somebody who's treating you poorly, you're, you're not going to just stay there because like, ah oh, man, I want to be in a relationship. Like, yeah, oh, I mean, I'm, some people do. Yeah, some yeah. people do. Oh, like, that's, that's, <laughs> some people take that as like, oh, I'm in a relationship. I can't leave this because this is this is good. You know, the good times, yeah. the bad times feel bad. But like, there's good times, though, you know. But it's like, I don't want to be in a situation. And this is kind of romantic application to the world. But I don't want to be in a situation where I have to constantly feel that impact or that threat of like, I don't like this. You know, mm. so I, you know, would rather grind it out for a little bit and, you know, get a little dirty and, you know, pick up some weird projects and, you know, work another job to be able to support that idea of me being present and happy with what I'm creating. So, Because mm-hmm. honestly, like I said, like when I was even telling you the story, like that is the fun part. Yeah. Like now that I'm like a little bit, obviously I have more projects to come. And that, and those processes are really, really fun. But like once the project or like you get that thing, it's like the fun part. So that's why you celebrities, I think have such a like crazy chip on their shoulders. They love being like, uh, you know, I used to be in the projects. Right, right. I used to be poor. And I'm like, so much more of your life is you not being poor. Like objectively, like 80% of your life is like you being rich and you're so hyper-focused on you being poor because that was the fun part. Like that was the life. Like it was the fun part was getting out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the anchor. I think that, and again, like that's, that's where 
the the work come from kind of like you can act out of that because that's the emotion yeah. you're kind of challenging challenge channeling um and i think like yeah that's just that's <laughs> this is really funny because it's the same thing as like people like you said people being in their house and complaining that they're not making any good work when like that's the only thing you do so that's the only thing that's going to come out is like that that feeling of like i don't know what i can create you know and i think I think it's like it's a language really I, I feel like it's not this thing like and I used to like a lot a big part of the old show was me having artist block after like a couple yeah. weeks like I would be like oh man I don't know what I'm doing but I was just doing the same thing and I think that was the biggest indicator of there was something wrong and now I'm in a place where any given week I'm being a graphic designer, I'm being a audio engineer to a certain degree, I'm being a video editor, I'm being a creative director, I'm doing all these things for myself. So I almost have no time to be like, I don't know what to do because so many things are inspiring me. So many things are like triggering parts of my brain. So it feels it feels good to kind of know now when I do feel that lull, it's usually me just being like relaxed. Like just take some time off and then you now because you've kind of honed the craft of having i think this is funnily i think having to for work be inspired to do something has helped me so much because it's like oh no i'm tired i'm want to go to bed i don't want to work right now but i have to get the juices going it's kind of just like you're just like working out and you're getting to a point where you can be creative because I don't, I don't think the action is what it is i think it's like the research and who you are that's yes, coming yes. you know so it's like it's just like one of the craziest switches to feel because i think now it's like like i was saying it's like i know how to inspire myself even when i don't want to do it for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's the same way where like, I know for me, if I'm like feeling block about like writing a script, it's like, well, then girl, I'm just gonna watch a bunch of like shady, like adult animations. Yeah, because yeah. It's like fun for me. That's like what yeah. I enjoy. I mean, the truth is, is like, I feel like a broken record saying this, but like, you just have to have like so much fun. Like, that's mm -hmm. like my only goal in life is like just to have like balls to the walls, like too much fun. And I think that's why I like love Finstera because even when shit is going down, it's like just having a laugh. Like, can I have a laugh? Like, I am always <laughs> just trying to have a laugh because yeah. that's like when you like realize like you, your life is so much more precious than like getting famous yeah, <laughs> like yeah. what i think about people for example um who come from like corrupt families who are like hyper hyper famous is like yeah. extreme like, time yeah 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 like the michael jackson of the world right, have to right, come right. from like abusive families right. that's extreme but i'm like was it worth it like is it worth it like, yeah i can't say it is because i'm like i just like want to enjoy myself like yeah. those times that you exist as a human being in your youth and like i don't know like there's so many people in my life that i think back on and like it's little like feelings i felt mm -hmm. and moments i've experienced where i'm like that is so undeniably priceless yeah. and i'm so glad i experienced it. if i make something out of it yeah amazing yeah the fact that i'm alive to have seen the day thank god that's yeah 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 Ugh, it's that's because yeah I, I think 
even thinking to that point of like where doing certain things lead you is a crazy thought to have like if you are on the internet and projecting yourself onto it there is going to be some sort of attention and i think people like it's i see a lot of like tiktok celebrities being like i went to the store today and i was trying to like talk to somebody and then somebody came up to me asked for a picture and i'm like he's like he's like stop it like don't do this i'm just like that's that's really interesting that the world is like moves like that because now i think now i think that kind of idea of celebrity has been applied to so many people that i don't think people know how to move around that or move inside of that and they just they're humans that are going about their day and don't want interaction because it's like if i'm if i'm joe schmo going to the grocery store i don't have a team of security that's going to stop people from coming up to me yeah you know if you see me on tiktok you're like oh cool i'll take a picture with you i saw the guy on tiktok that's nice but yeah you know like you said like if you're in a celebrity family like from young they're like okay don't do this you can't do this you can't go to the mall you can't go to the whatever you gotta you can't say this online so i think people are like actively getting an education in what it means to be in the public eye and i don't like you said i don't think it's gonna last long because there's gonna be some bubble where it just becomes dangerous for people because i think if everybody can access the same thing the the not the value of it per se but just the rules of it start to change so now i think that's why like the the thing with the concerts is happening when people start throwing stuff on the cons on a bunch of concert stages yeah like oh this is funny i'll get my my clips off or whatever and it's just like uh, like that's a person you're affecting right now i know the steve Lacey's of the world that are like <laughs> stop the witch on the stage yeah, i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. And like, even when I think, like, see, Lacey is a great example of someone yeah. who, like, looked like they were having so much fun when they yeah. were younger. And then things just, like, fell when it felt like it wasn't going to be fun anymore. Yeah, even yeah. for me. So I actually used to be a little, I used to be a little talker. I used to be posting TikToks, mm-hmm. talking about God knows what. I have not revisited TikTok in, like, so long. And yeah. I stopped because I was like, I'm not enjoying it anymore. Yeah. And I was like, should I go back? And I was like, guess what? um i like care way too much about having fun like i feel like once people have like more um i feel like everybody fans included like people were like needing to like do things people who were famous for shock value and like what's missing here is like a level of like self-respect on everyone's parts here i'm like you guys are just like doing things for it's just like cloud chasing in in their own way like um people who do like toronto specifically is like notorious for like mm-hmm. making people famous who do fuck shit on the internet like saying bad things doing bad things yeah. um and and like well it's just gonna encourage that bad behavior right because like, right. getting rewarded yeah i mean i don't know i also like see the, the danielle bergolis of the world mm-hmm. and i'm like this is also objectively funny mm-hmm i'm like it's also kind of funny yeah. that you're like a bad girl turned famous yeah, yeah, yeah. um but overall i would love to see more people who are just like well known for their craft yeah um, yeah that's but cool. i think people care too much about parasocial relationships people really care about that objectively people want to know the tea that's what yeah that's, i feel like people are lonely oh my gosh yeah really lonely so they connect to these ideas of people which is like yeah which is cool that that's a level of life we're living that's that's and i know for me like 
attaching myself to the journeys of a lot of the musicians that I, and like the filmmakers and writers that I loved was a part of why I'm here now because there was like documentaries and behind the scenes footage that I'm like oh my goodness I see a tinge of myself in that I'm connecting myself to that I'm writing it all the way through you know um mm. have but, you seen the eighth planet with the neptunes is that the really long documentary it's like 30 minutes i'll send it to you after. oh you should watch it. there's the 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 justin timberlake album with pharrell i forget the name right now which is gonna annoy me when i edit it i'll edit in that i said it here now justified and there it is and i said it just now and i'm really good at that um but there was just like like maybe like five hours of footage of it on the internet and I just watch it just just aimlessly like it just was whatever I needed to do that day I'm like I will also be watching this I'll be listening to this and it kind of became a a thing now whenever I see Pharrell I'm just like oh nice good vibes and not necessarily good vibes like I'm like this good I'm doing something cool nice whenever I hear that specific Justin Timberlake thing and that like it sent me I, I think I'm really I'm really interesting when it comes to music I like because it's either like I have heard it and I I know musically the thing or like I've heard it and I know who was record like who cleaned the bathroom that day in like on that session like yeah I think <laughs> for me I just was like yes. I need as much context as I can to what happened on that day and mm. I think when <laughs> what does the salt taste like you know um yeah. but yeah I, I it's interesting because i think a good for like sampling music a good rule of thumb for me would be like all right like listen to the music listen to where this album came from find who was the drummer on that album go see what they did and then you get more music that way. Find who the guitarist was. Go see what they did. Like find who the publisher was. Who what other music was coming out that year on that label that's now defunct. Okay, cool. I can do a lot of stuff with that. And I feel like in that way, I think knowing that there's a lot of people who also think that grandly about things, it's kind of weird. Like I guess that's another thing that scares me about having some occupied space on the internet, because then I'm like I don't want anybody to do that that far for me in some ways like music is fine but in a lot of ways people like you said attach themselves to the person like to the idea of the person that's what's selling you that's what's bringing you in oh cool they happen to do this they happen to have a craft or whatever and i would love it to get reversed <laughs> so i can still be me but then it's like yeah. oh man like i want to see your mom i want to see your dog like let's what's your blood type and your other relationships and whatever so it's like it is it is interesting in that way because people can successfully build to a level that seems dangerous but is profitable to them like a lot of the family channels on youtube a lot of the yeah oh yuck yeah, like, i don't like that though yeah it's too much it just because you're getting the kids in there and then they're getting used to a lifestyle of having to perform at a certain point and and yeah. it's it like I I I don't know. It 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 seems like too much being to like have to pitch to others like, do you like us enough to keep watching this over and over again? 
where I feel like there is some natural fall off that needs to happen. Like you don't like everybody you meet. That's cool. Yeah. But I feel like it's a constant like pitch. Like, hey, I have 20 seconds for you to fall in love with me or to find me attractive enough to watch another video of me or for my voice to connect to you enough or for me to play a song that you know or for me to wear a good t-shirt or whatever. Um, and then from then on, I'm gonna try my best to keep engaging you. And I think that that this is like an interesting crossroads for me now because I feel like in some way I need to also put myself in front of the platform a little more just because like yeah. I I because of that reason put myself to the back because I'm like I don't want people to I want people to attach themselves to the guests and not to me like I don't want to do that but then when like yeah. numbers they are need to know why they're listening to Ian Complex exactly see and I, and I think my mind you know, like, complex listen to like a virgin <laughs> click <laughs> off and listen to my podcast this is a recommended immediately but like but yeah it's like <laughs> it's funny because like then it's like okay i have to then super fixate on who ian complex is you know and then what mm-hmm. that for people and so it's weird then when some somebody who I work with made like a, a, a like a, a like a comment that was like in passing, and it really stuck with me because the show has been around for four or five years, and I think this year was the first year I feel like I'm really putting the right energy into it again, learning things that I didn't know before, and just educating myself on how to promote stuff. It's been a lot better. It's done a lot better, um, and I think he was like jokingly was saying like oh man i didn't know you did a podcast because i was like one of the first time i posted on my main account and, yeah. and i was like yeah it's been around for four or five years and my friend was chiming in like yeah it's like really good da, da, da. he's like four or five years man like it should have been way bigger and, da, 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 da. and i was like oh, Peter, what the heck uh, What's uh, so like, but then initially i was like man da, 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 da. like now i have to be a person who's always in front of the camera da, 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 da. but then even in this conversation it's hitting me again that all that means is that I have to figure out what I'm comfortable with and what that means for me to put forward. And I don't think it's going to be the three TikToks a day that are of me doing my thing. Yeah, it's got to be you. Yeah, it feels weird. And I think especially if I'm building towards being a business, like I have to be able to build practices that are attainable and aren't just drastically drastic for drastic sake. That's a crazy sentence. But that I'm that I'm just being so realistic with myself and not trying to take over the world with every post that happens and then duly not like coming on with a bunch of oil on my chest because that's not me either not yet and if I get there that's cool yeah you know and I think that's the room I have to give myself being like yeah I I can I can occupy I can be so many different things I don't have to be one thing I don't have to come off a certain way because, you know, that's whatever it is, is whatever it is. But I think when you're being shown other people doing things that are similar that are similar to you having success for certain reasons, it initially hits like almost a jealousy. But then I've learned to turn that into like, okay, that's just homework that I have to do to see how I can apply that to myself. We're back. We're so. back. Yeah, yeah, we're back. But yeah. 
But you were talking about how the hoes are jealous. No, yeah, like it. No, it just yeah. It, they it, are. No, it's it. <laughs> Don't I know it? No, it's, <laughs> they are. It's it's weird because like I think in the same way it's like I'm whenever I look at an account I'm just like you do something you occupy a similar space, cool. Mm-hmm. Why are you like initially it's like why are you doing better? What are you doing mm-hmm. that's different that's working better? You know, and I think do you feel competitive or other people feel competitive or both. I think I think there's a there's a tinge of competitiveness that comes first. Then I just turn it off because it's not realistic at all. Because mm. it's just me comparing, comparing, comparing myself to somebody, and I think mm. that's just my fight or flight of trying to be like I need to be able to survive, so I have to be seen, so I have to stand out. So I have to For be sure. Seen. And then I'm just like, like that's happening. I just, I can't I can't expect those people to like this for this reason. But my designer brain is also like, no, like we're similar things. There's something that's working <laughs> that mm-hmm. is like into this space. So it's like my brain's fighting all the time of just like like be calm, but I'm always like, no, 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 I have to analyze this. So it's 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 really interesting. Yeah, no, I mean I feel like okay, well to the jealousy yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like one thing I wish I told myself as I was like, because I do think um specifically when you're like in that like 18 to 25 bracket yeah it gets weird like I also started a podcast when I was like 17 18 so I know what it feels like to start to really come out of your shell and you're doing this really cool thing and people were your peers who are trying to figure it out like you know I'm sure you had friends that were like I don't know what I want to do and you are so like I know what I want to do in fact I know so well what I want to do on my free time when I'm at my fucking dream job i'm actually doing this other thing that's more niche than me and it drives people crazy because they're actually upset that they haven't figured out for themselves Mm. what they don't know is they're gonna figure it out and by you dimming your light is actually not helping anybody else so it's uncomfortable to be like i'm so amazing but I mean, the truth, the truth is in the, or whatever, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. If you're coming out with something, like, the biggest disservice I did to myself when I was younger was downplay the things I wanted to do because I felt like people were jealous. Yeah. And by felt, I mean, I know. Yeah. Um, and when you are someone who's kind of a big personality, and I sense this in you, I feel like you're mm. kind of a quieter demeanor, but, like, you know – having a podcast you need to, you obviously at a certain level you have something about you that's kind of a bigger personality larger yeah. than life thing yeah, yeah. and people either love it or they hate it yeah. and that was a reality that I really had to come to terms with recently and I think being an ex-people pleaser that was really hard to shake off mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's so rewarding in the yeah. end yeah especially when you start thinking like I don't even like you like I don't even like you why would I why would I care that you like me like that's crazy yeah yeah that's such a good that's such a good point yeah it's it is it is yeah that that's but I think especially like I don't know I find with a lot of men and I was telling this earlier too um the biggest of service I think especially with female dynamics is that uh women aren't like encouraged like do shit when they're younger which like sounds insane for me to say but like right off the gate like you are just like really kind of 
push to just be someone who's like pretty social someone who's pretty nice someone who's hopefully in a relationship um and this is the same thing with women that i know that are queer it's like you just aren't really like told to like have a craft and be really really good at it Mm -hmm. and because of that a lot of women especially are like really ostracized or feel isolated when they're trying to hone in on their craft like Mm -hmm. i remember um when i first bought i got my first camera when i was 16 Mm -hmm. And it was, like, really hard because it was, like, the first time I had a DSLR and I was, like, I have no idea. It took me hours, like, YouTubing, like, figuring things out. My friends were, like, you know, we're going to the mall. Like, where are you? Like, you know, it's, like, it's not something that was, you know, I didn't have, like, friends that, like, wanted to do the same things. And I actually, when I was 18, I got into this really, like, weird rut where I started dating specifically guys who I felt like had really good social networks Mm -hmm. of them and their friends doing shit, like specifically guys who are musicians. And I think I dated them because I like wanted proxy. Like I wanted proxy to the fact that their friend group were like so into this one, even though I like, I wasn't, I couldn't like engage in it. They were so good at a thing and they would all help each other. And I see it now, like same thing. And so I think especially for women who are in the arts, like that is like, it hurts you with your relationship sometimes mm. if you can't find people who are in that same zone. I'm in the place now in my life where like I have a podcast partner who's a best friend. Mm. I have friends who are DOPs, colorists, editors, things like that. It's great. It's like mm. my life is so good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also hinders even like when you're dating. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes people are telling me like, I thought you were going to hang out with me. Like you're so unavailable. And it's like, well, I'm sorry that I'm trying to become Sofia Coppola. Like yeah, right, right. I can't. I don't have time. I don't have time to just like hang out with you. But the expectation, yeah. your social expectations are really high. It's oh like my gosh. Someone yeah. who is like so good at their craft or trying to be really yeah. good at their craft. It's something that requires a level of discipline and self-reflection yeah. and ability to be alone. Yeah. Um, sometimes to a detriment because we are social people. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that, that point about being with people who kind of, even if they don't understand, have the empathy to be like, oh, I can see that maybe this is something that you can't do right now and that's okay, you know? I I think even in dating rather recently, coming across people who had people in the arts but necessarily weren't there themselves. And again, like this is a thing that I've always kind of been curious about and wanted to talk to more people about who happen to be artists who are dating other artists and artists who date people who aren't artists um but just that kind of awareness that this is taking up a lot of my time and this is taking Mm. a lot of my like mental space and then just the ease and comfort it it is when you meet somebody who is cool and then also in that creative space who's Mm -hmm. also kind of busy in a similar way who's also kind of like debriefing you on their projects and just like man like wow like i'm inspired being inspired by like what you're what you got going on that's cool and i think not to say that you can't find that in like if you're dating a teacher or somebody who does something else like ignore me right if you're dating a civilian like like, no like i think i think those relationships work and those relationships are there but i think especially in today's day and age where everybody feels so entitled to other people's time it is a weird thing to try and tell somebody like i can't don't want to go here because i need to listen yeah. to this thing i need to do this and, and it's not because i don't want to hang out with you it's that but i also think 
that can be an excuse for some people. <laughs> okay, period. So you think <laughs> also though, people are canceling on plans because they're lying. They're lying. But okay. that's but that's okay because they can sure. be truthful. They can be like, I'm tired. <laughs> like it, do- it doesn't have to be an elaborate thing to like be truthful about you wanting to rest. Like I think Absolutely. Yeah. I think it is really important to also yeah. give yourself I mean it's always important to like respect all your boundaries, like yeah. regardless. Yeah. But I mean to add to your point about because I've definitely done the thing where I've kind of told people like, you know this is a time I've set out to do this thing. Um, I won't be able to talk or hang out. And I think there's also this kind of level of like intimidated and I yeah. think from other people where they're, they can recognize that like uh, you'll always choose like the thing that you want to do before your parent, like your social relationships. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. that's not how most people are, right? Yeah. Like most people, like they are social people and they want to be able to interact with right, right. Um, you and you're told like you know your family and friends are number one which they are mm-hmm. um but there is like that level of i am always gonna choose me yeah yeah no yeah. <laughs> i'm always gonna do that thing you know people like they're scared of being in relationships with people yeah. who are super ambitious sometimes because they know as soon as they get that call to go to new york london france right they're there oh, yes oh yeah and it's, it's hard to get to that point and have the balance of it because i think in a, in a very bad way, I think when I'm working and I'm at my job, I turn everything off, everything else off. I'm just like, I need to get this done. This is just, this is the place I'm at. Because when I disconnect, I have to disconnect with everything. So it's hard to then turn on that very similar muscle to do my own stuff. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm home, I want to relax, but then I'm like, dang, this song kind of, this would fit in a mix, this would do this, this, whatever. And I think that's the interesting thing with doing something so similar for, for, for other people and then for yourself. It's like those lines kind of, kind of blur. It's like, I don't want to take away from what I'm doing for somebody else and, to, and use it for myself because that'd be a disservice. I need to give what I need to give to this person and to myself um mm-hmm. but then when you do that it's like i need to give to this person myself up another person my family the, my dog whatever my friends it's like it's re- it's again to your point it's really good when you have people around you where you all can have empathy for each other and you all have yeah. have the space to choose each other and then don't feel like you have to serve each other in the relationships um And security, okay, here we go. Anything is the thing. And security, I feel like a lot of the things is like people don't, uh, people don't like inform or like teach enough like uh, inner security. And that's something that like will live on genuinely for the rest of your life. Like that is something that's gonna be an interpersonal issue. And what I'm learning, I thought it was like a kid thing, and I thought it was like a teenage thing, mm-hmm. and I thought it was like a early twenty thing, and I realized no, like this is something that people struggle with for the rest of their lives, yeah. and they're never gonna admit it to themselves. They're always gonna project it onto you, yeah. and they're gonna make, they're gonna make you believe that you're the reason as to why things are falling apart. Right, That's right. why like people always have. I feel like the in movies and in films, every time there's like. Um, a friend who like gets success there's like that classic like 
oh, like you've changed, man. Like you change, and it's like it's not that I change. Stop being dramatic. Yeah. Oh my god. There's there's an episode of Doom Patrol, which is a show I love, where the character of Cyborg, he he literally had an accident happen to him, so he didn't choose to change. He just became a superhero after he got blown up in an accident, and he went back to his old high school for something. And then all of his old homies were giving him that spiel of like, dude, you left us and you changed. But like sometimes life just happens. And I think it is it is hard to then deal with that change. It's like this person is not occupying that space they did for a very long time. But I think, again, like choosing to care about somebody will do you better than feeling like they have to fit in this like peg that is a part of your life and feeling like this is the only way they can do that. And this is the only way I can have that happen. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we find, you know, I, that's oh. why it is helpful to have other people who are creatives around you. Oh. Um, because I feel like they kind of go through that same thing. There's like that mutual understanding. Um, I feel like there used to be like this thing where I like thought for so long, yeah. I was like going to end up with someone who was like a dentist in like a small town because yeah. i was like oh yeah like they'll just like move with me whenever like right, right, right. i was like they're just gonna like do the thing that they have to do yeah, yeah. but there really is always kind of this feeling of like you do really want it okay obviously i joked before about being like part narc but the truth is it does require like a lot of humility on our parts too no yeah yeah be able to do these relationships and like toxically enough and I actually read this piece on scene dumb i don't know what it's like in florida yeah. uh, i read this piece on scene dumb and what scenes cause mm -hmm. to artists and how like within scenes there's also these micro celebrities if you will like people yeah. who are at the highest top of the hierarchy right. and that actually almost uh disables them then it does enable them yeah. because one it starts becoming this circular motion where friends of friends only are working with the product and right, right, like, the right. content of the art and it never grows further than that because you're just content with this right. kind of like right. sphere but then so then you work within this sphere yeah. and you're unable to kind of like grow out of it or you just like feel content and you're like, I don't need to work harder than this. Right, right. Um, but then it also like, it doesn't allow you to kind of like push, uh, push your art on people who don't necessarily have an eye for it yeah. because you want people who aren't just a part of this niche specific community to see this because they may not have the critiques and the POV that other people have. And that's why I actually try not to get so entrenched in, I also feel like I'm a mixed card because I like doing comedy and I also like film. Yeah, so it's not yeah. like I'm just a cinephile. Right, and right, I'm also right. not like just a comedy guy. Like yeah. I'm not just like following a herd of like white improv nerds, yeah. but also just like, white film film guys i'm hanging out with both yeah those white guys. Come on. Bye, so yeah. um it like allows me to see those perspectives but people who are like let's say like i'm a stylist i only do styling my only niche is like gore core this is what i do it's like right. it's gonna cause issues because you're never gonna be able to kind of be this right. divisive person that allows you to grow right 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 no that's a that's a yeah you put that so well i think it it is it is it is like a, a, a interesting situation because you feel so kind of seen and valued in that way of like you go to something and people know you because of this or this or this because you're there but also 
you put it so well, when you are trying to grow, you are trying to connect with other people, not hear the yeses that you always hear all the time, not yeah. hear like, this is so good all the time. You know, it's like, it's hard to find that kind of challenge and that kind of um, different opinion. Um, and I, th I think it is, it is really cool at this time, like as much as craziness that the internet has put upon us, but it's cool that you can put something on the internet and it can touch somebody in a different country and they mm. so gung-ho about it, where it's ridiculous. I, I remember these, these dudes in, I forget where, but I think just doing research on, in like the year I took off before this season, in just like different radio shows and different podcasts and all that stuff. I just fell in love with this one group of people. I think they're French, but they just made the most beautiful videos. And I didn't understand anything. I didn't understand anything they were saying because they're speaking different language completely. But I just felt the intention of it. And oh, well, I need to learn. But I felt, I felt the intention of it. And um, it just like touched me in such a impactful way that made me that made me so sure of what I wanted to do here. And I think to your point, it's like, this is amazing that just like being okay with being uncomfortable for moments is what is going to change your life. And I think when you are just, I don't, I don't know, I, just, I, just, I feel like, especially at this point in my life, I was like, I need critique. I need people around me who are going to call me out. Like, I don't want to be mm. around people who are just so agreeable to a fault, you know? I mean, obviously, like, community in a way where, like, someone understands what you're trying to do to right. you get better at the thing. Right. But also, yeah, like, I do think that you want people who have, like, different perspectives to be able to kind of give you, like, even more intel. I think yeah. the disservice that a lot of younger creatives, like, do is, like, well, they don't get it. Like, it's just not going to get it. Like, it's, mm. they just don't get me. And it's, mm. like, maybe they don't get you to the full extent, but, like, that's why you need to get better at explaining yourself. Exactly. Oh, come on. Yes. Oh, ah, that is, ah, that is one of the biggest takeaways from having to present work. Yeah. You have to be able to one speak up for yourself, but then also be able to explain things. Yeah, and don't, yeah, you have to be able to speak with your big girl voice, honey. Come if you're an artist online, you have to really be able to stand on your two feet and be like, "This is what I made. This is what I said." And if it's wrong, like it doesn't matter. Like you really have to be able right. to take the hits. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how often in in the world of like pitching ideas you get challenged on things but like simply because mm -hmm. you don't understand it and there was something funny one of my coworkers said to me and one of the other designers going to a meeting she was like don't get artsy because then they won't get it but it's like i, I hate when a bitch says artsy because it's always <laughs> derogatory the artsy fartsy you know but it's like oh. I understand that place because if you're like, you got to kind of know the audience you're speaking to in some, in some way. For sure. And so it's like, if I'm talking about, man, like this impacted me and the colors are so crazy. It's like, that doesn't make sense to somebody who's like, I need numbers. I need to make yeah. sure this is a smart investment for me, my business partners. So it's like knowing when to speak to that, knowing when you're like, I don't know how to speak to that. Let me tap somebody else or inform myself to do that. Um, 
and then yeah just like standing on it and not Mm -hmm. letting anybody like sway you if you're like i like this this is what i like you know why do you like that that's weird i'm like oh no no i just like it (laughs) that's what and then be able to support that being able to support that is is so important yeah I feel like a lot of that stems with like when you do kill your ego. And I think the problem with a lot of creatives is that that's the issue. It's a lot of ego. It's a lot of, well, and this and that person. And I think there's a level of confidence that needs to be acquired, but it's not egotistical. No, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm the best ever, but it's like, that gives you no space to, you're the best. What else do you have to do? Yeah, you're like, yeah, people are like 19 rapping over like a beat. Their friend produced being like, I'm the best rapper to ever live. Yeah, but it's like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Be real like, for just for sex. Like, yeah. it's, not even, it's not even possible. Like, even if somebody is like one of those people who's like a breakout, whatever. Yeah. It's like, you still have so much room to grow. You still have so much room mm-hmm. to. And that's exciting. Yeah, like, but I don't, I don't think a lot of people see it that way. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. We've been talking for almost two hours. I know. This is what happens when two air signs get together. Time, just... time, time has left us. Um, but thank you for coming on. This was an amazing conversation. I didn't think, I knew it would be nothing less but amazing. Um, do you have anything you want to promote or tell the people? Yes, everyone should watch Losing It. It's 100%. premiering September 15th, so please watch the short film. It's going to be so funny. I wrote it with my bare hands mm-hmm. with an ink and paper, and yeah. I made the girl yeah. <laughs> repeat the lines. And then also listen to my podcast, Like a Virgin, and retweet. I mean, retweet's kind of a dying art, but it's coming back, so listen to oh. both those podcasts. Um. And you guys should follow me on Twitter. I tweet nothing but gold and no one cares. And it's a crime against humanity. I'm trying to I'm trying to catch up with you on the tweets. You know, I think I think very quickly, I think it's a very good feeling. I think everybody should do it to tweet something, especially a selfie of your face and get no interaction at all. It, Ugh, it's amazing. It builds such character that lets me live life a little bit different every time. Yeah, it's it's something that's how you listen. You listen to our episode, How to Clear Ego, go on Twitter and post a selfie. That will help you grow inner self-love and inner self-confidence in a way that no one can break you. Yeah. You and I hate it now because you see the interactions. You, I mean, you see the views. Oh my God, I know. Like 85 people do you wish, Do you wish you knew the book, the bookmarks? No, I don't think enough people. I, I'm not like popping like that. No, 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 but do you wish you knew, like, let's say just, like, even pop in or not, like, yeah. do you wish that, like, you knew who, because on TikTok, I know, like, you know. No, yeah, it snitches, and I, I had to become okay with that, because, like, I bookmark a lot of people's workout stuff, and I'm just like, oh. Oh, that's not bad. I know, but I still, I'm still just like, mm. Okay. So, yeah. Some, sometimes. You wanna, are yeah. you someone who withholds, like, praise? For people? Well, yeah, like, you don't want to bookmark, I don't know. Like, no, 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 I'd be going crazy. No, no, it's it's just some stuff, I'm just, like, not the workout, that's a bad example. It'll be, like, some stuff where, like, somebody has on a fit, and they're trying to be sexy, and I'm just, like, this is great, I love this. Oh, and you're bookmarking it. And I'm bookmarking it, and I'm, like, mm. That is jail, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's jail. You should but then, like, you know, I'm putting it in, like, a, oh, this is, like, a fit, ex- inspo thing 
because he has okay. a little folder on TikTok, but it's like they don't know that intention. They don't know the intention behind. Like, no, they don't. So it's just like I mean, yeah, I also do the same thing, but it's different, obviously. Yeah, yeah but. I think it's like you kind of just have to be selfless about it. That's what I do. Like for example, I'm like trying this new thing where I'm just like selflessly like thirsty online. Because <laughs> I think that's a part of humanity. Yeah. And don't deny your personhood. No, yeah, you gotta you gotta take up the space you take up. You know, but yeah, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet about you or something on here. Be like, hey, thanks. Yeah, you should just. I, you know what? I, it's crazy though. I feel like also like cultural ideas around like what's accessible and what is it is also different. Yeah. That's why it's like so interesting and funny because I obviously Canada and America is like so close knit. I'm yeah. literally gonna call them out on this fucking podcast. I'm never talking about it. I'm gonna call them out. Literally, the person who made the soundtrack for Losing It is also kind of a plug for Losing uh, It. So watch it. Best soundtrack on planet Earth, made yeah. by the very own Wiz. From Houston, Texas, Carly in LA. Come on. Um, but he always like retweets like big booty bitches. It'll be like him like talking about music, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> there'll be like a girl like oiled up, and I'm like, why is this on my timeline? I'm like, oh yeah, Wiz, and like the confidence he has to just retweet like naked women is beyond me. That's also awesome. like, yeah. Why do you do this? That I mean, that's a level of confidence. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm there yet. And he'll just like call that hey. <laughs> I'm like, that's so is it funny. A funny is it a funny then? I mean, I think it's funny, but I think it. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Hey, hey is insane. I think it's so funny though. Shout out to Liz. That was oh, so funny. I actually look forward to like the tweets he makes up. Yeah. Women. It's like the best thing I've ever read. No, yeah. Twitter's a cool space when it's like people being insane, like just insanely themselves. I'm like, this is good. I know. Like, this is great. But yeah. I but think... the people who are insane themselves are always like anonymous. I'm like, take off the Nicki Minaj and Hood and Hood. I know. I yeah. want to see your face. Yeah. yeah. I, there was somebody randomly the other day who was like the same way, but then they're like, hey, I'm seven feet tall. And I was like, that's. Like, what? how did that happen? Yeah. Now I have to read. I'm, telling people I'm seven feet tall. You are seven feet tall. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I said I was starting to say it. No, yeah. I think sometimes I forget because people are like, oh, you're like six, whatever. But you're like, no, you're seven feet. You're right there. Yeah. Yeah. I just believe it. I just believe it. It's the truth. But, um, yeah, thank you again for coming on. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good night. Ian Complex to Florida to the World. I'm excited. You know what? Can I say something? I'm actually very excited for your music debut when it does come back because you spent so much time talking to people. This is a No Tell Sword episode. You spent so much time sponging in information that what's to come next will only be good. No. Objectively. Thank you so much for that. I'm taking that. And also, I need to shout him out because I listen to it like fucking every morning. Yeah. Um, the Sam Avi mix that was on this show, I listened to. I'm not joking. Every single morning, shout out to Sam. I follow him on Instagram now because he's so good. It's, it's like messed up. It's. I was like, if I had the money to fly him to Toronto and like play shows, I would. It's disgusting how much I love that mix. It's, it's like disgusting the- how much, like literally, like it's it start. It's just a banger, like every second, every like, part of it. I do this every yeah. part of, and then watching him 
just be so happy in the video makes and even the happy. video like the video it's just like uh it's just like a cinematic like view of him like dancing outside like this is so it's good crazy i literally i literally followed somebody because of like one of the artists chase t i think it's like the second or third song in the mix i was like this is the best song i've ever that's ever happened to me and so i i tracked down the person on twitter and like i was like i'm gonna follow you because you're all so good but i was just like and i said it on on my ig a bunch of times but just like that it just blew me away that whole set yeah. especially like being somebody who's like my bread and butter is like r&b gospel music it's like very specific it's like mm-hmm. a, a bunch of reasons why i want to have these people around me because i'm like you do different things in me i don't know anything about this music deeper than what you give me so like he gave so much and i'm just so happy that that set was there and yeah it was crazy. that was like no i actually like i wish if there was like a pie chart i would yeah. be disgusting i don't even want to get into it i don't even want to get into it it's disgusting and humiliating and like this is why i have to listen to it on youtube not soundcloud because i want to be outed but if you guys want radical honesty uh listen to like a virgin come on plug you're good at this this is a like a virgin and actually watch losing it because that is radical honesty yeah it'll i mean this will be out i think week after next week so it should be out like right okay. after it'll be out oh my god wow. it's happened how do you feel oh my god i feel so good i'm really glad i'm not a virgin anymore wow. that's the best part about living Come life on. you know what's actually really fun though is like yeah. not to plug like a virgin honestly are the first like everything yeah. that you do first is so fun because it's fun going into things not knowing like yeah, experiencing yeah, yeah. life yeah. that's why like being a kid is so fun because yeah. you're experiencing everything for the first okay. time yeah. um actually now that i've gotten sober i am like i feel like i'm experiencing a lot of things for the first time yeah again um and it's been like such a crazy experience and i'm like this is why life is good <laughs> i like went outside the other day and i like saw a bunch of flowers and i was like wow yeah it is like messed up that like flowers are like so like the petals are so pigmented and they can, be and they can be full and they can be like in such crazy shapes and i was like i was not processing this yeah. when i was younger like yeah. it is crazy eyes they learn they grow Ah, okay. I'm going to stop this recording before we keep talking. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye.